morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing great. Happy Thursday for those that are with us live. I have to start posting the links for how to do this live. And maybe just post it on the chat. I'm getting emails from people saying that they want to do come live. You're welcome to. Whoever wants to come live, it's awesome. Happy to have you. Um, every person that comes live means the world to me. Everyone who listens at all means the world to me, to be honest. But there's something very uh, special about the live crew. But wherever you are, if you're watching or listening, I appreciate it. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a great summer, July 4th weekend. For those that are living in the United States of America, we're going to be having a show tomorrow on the Shabbat show with Project Inspire at 5.30. You can check out my Facebook for that or projectinspire.com. We're going to be talking about a little more about the, the incredible story called America. We've been talking a lot here about habits. How habits, how rituals are really the key to achieving a certain level of change in our lives. And what rituals do that resolutions don't is they give you an actual map, right? Deciding you want to go somewhere doesn't really matter. It's good for the vision. It's good for the emotion of it. It just doesn't do anything for the actual change of it, right? So I want to just sort of bifurcate that now. A vision, a goal, critical. You need it. But what it does is it provides emotion, it provides a certain level of, if it's done correctly, excitement that you're going to get there. It provides some insight. It doesn't actually give you a path to get there. Now, if you don't have a goal, where are you going? If you don't have a goal, all you're doing is going round and round. So that's not good. But if you have a goal, that alone ain't doing it for you because just having a goal doesn't matter. Just deciding you're going to lose weight doesn't matter. Just deciding you're going to learn more doesn't matter. Just deciding you're going to start your own business doesn't matter. Just deciding you're going to have a good marriage doesn't matter. It's important because the clearer you see it, not only will it excite us to get there, it also provides a little bit of insight as to what there is so we know where to go. But change is a neurological procedure in which the brain creates new neuroconnections Get, gets rid of the old ones so that you are actually a different human being. And that happens through rituals. That happens when you give your brains new neuro connections. When you create new code in your brain. And code doesn't come by typing into some computer. Code comes by having very similar thoughts in a very consistent way. The simpler the thought, the more consistent the, the time you have it, the greater the neural connections. That's why when you go to a classroom and the teacher is like talking 100 miles an hour or speaking about concepts that are beyond you, you have no idea what's flying. You don't remember anything. But if she's able to break it down to its elements and give you an element at a time, you're like, whoa, that's the value of great education is that it delivers information in a way that is digestible and that it builds on itself. The reason why that's so valuable is because what that does is that aligns with your brain. If you're not going to align with your brain, then you have to override your brain with emotion, and that emotion is going to go away. 
What rituals do is rituals enable you to change your mind. Now, how do you do them? So we spoke yesterday about this idea of making them clear. So I want to give you two more important traits that need to happen for a great ritual. The first is the ability to measure it. For, for a trait, for a ritual to really be successful, you have to know if you did it or not. It means you have to have control over it. Now, you may not succeed at it, but you have to have had control over the effort in the ritual. So brushing your teeth is a great ritual. It takes place every day. It's in the same place. And you are in control of it for the most part. You go in and put in your effort to brush your teeth. When you making certain food, deciding when to study, deciding how much to learn, being good to my wife is not measurable. I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm not. Being good to my kids is not measurable. Taking 20 minutes a day to sit and have dinner with my wife is measurable. Hopefully that's good for her. Carving off time at night the same time every night for the most part to read a book with my child is measurable. Once we get into this world of rituals, we have to get really good at knowing what's really a goal or an outcome and what's the actual effort in the work itself. Because if we miss it up, we won't know if we did it or not. And if we do it whenever we do it, we usually don't do it at the same time or at the right time. If you're building a ritual properly, you're building it in a way that, but for something that comes up, it's taking place at roughly the same time. It's an action that you can look to at the end of a week and say, did I do it every day of this week? And if you don't do it, you know. If you have to study a certain amount every day, if your goal is to become better at your job and you want to read a certain amount every single night of a book, you'll know if you hit your pages or not. Now, as we build on this, we'll talk about what happens if you don't do it, what happens if you do do it, giving yourself rewards, creating consequences. We're getting there. But I want to build slowly and correctly, hopefully, with, so we can really build this up. If I don't, if it's read a book, it's not a ritual. You know why? Because I'm not really going to read the book. So the rules that we've been speaking about here, but I want to review is, measurable, and we spoke about the idea of plus one. Plus one means it's a little bit more. It's not going to require me to change my day. It's not going to require me to change my life. And it's also not going to require me to use a lot of emotion. Remember, we got to go to the well for willpower. We can't go every day to the well and drain the well. I can't wake up in the morning and go, I'm running a marathon and I'm doing 26 miles a day because that'll be my entire day. I can't read a book. I can't go from not reading to reading a book a day because then I got to do this the entire day. And then as my world goes, what about me? What about me? I got to go back to that well and draw all my willpower. I'm done with my day. I read my first book. I got nothing else for everybody else. The next day I'm like, I can't do it. I got to pick up the rest of my life. The excitement of getting to our destination is too great. We can't, we have to hold back on that. The way you build a ritual correctly is if it's plus one. It's a little bit more than you've been doing. It will not disrupt your entire day. It won't be very painful. It'll be 
slightly uncomfortable. That's how you know you're in the right zone. If it's slightly uncomfortable, that means you could do it. Because most things that are slightly uncomfortable, you can do, like we spoke about here, the Navy the Navy SEALs 40% rule, right? When you think you're, you get nothing left, you've only hit 40%. So whatever we think is slightly uncomfortable is just because we don't want to do it. And if it's not going to take up too much of my day, it's really not a question of rejiggering my life. It's really a question of, do I want to do it badly enough? So when I go to the well for it, and I start going to the willpower well, and having to draw out willpower for this, it's not going to take up my whole well, and I can do it. If it's a little bit harder than I've done before, if it's measurable, and I know if I did it or if I didn't do it, and the third thing is if it's connected to my overall vision, why am I doing it for? What's it doing for me? I know where I want to go. Is this at least generally taking me there? I don't have to create a clear path. I don't have a clear path. I can't see a clear path. That's not how paths work. You don't see seven miles from here. You only see the next few yards. You generally know you're going in the right direction, but you don't have to worry about seeing it. All you got to know that it's in the right direction. Now, if you've got something that's not going to require too much time and attention, it's going to equate a little bit of willpower from your part. You can measure it, and you know it's taking you in the general direction. Now you know you've built your ritual. It's clear. It's concise. You can do it. There's no like, was this too much? You know all you got to do is get up in the morning and make a decision to use your willpower to get it done. You know if you did it or didn't do it. And you know in your heart that it's getting you closer. And the reason why this is so critical is because what each thing gives you. Now watch how we play this out. First, the fact that it's plus one will allow you to do it today and every day. It won't ruin your life. It won't hurt you too bad. So all of that, like maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't. You've now taken a huge piece of that part of your brain that wants you to not do something and basically somewhat silenced it because it's not going to destroy your life. It's not, you don't have to quit your job. You're, it's just a very small thing. And you've allowed yourself to sort of like siphon off half the enemy. Half the enemy of change is, oh my God, what if we change? What if we change? But what, what about all your friends? What about your family? You're going to die. How can you live without this thing? Are you kidding me? If you don't sleep, you're not going to be able to function. This person's going to look at you and go, who, who are you? It, what about you? this? What all the stuff, all that stuff that drains us of our ability to go to the well properly, gone. It's plus one. It's, it's five, 10 minutes a day. I mean, how long is this thing? Number two, watch how this works. Remember how we spoke about how rituals really align with your brain? Well, how do we align with your emotion? Well, what is one of your critical psychological needs? There are three psychological core needs, remember? And they're, they're spiritual needs. Mastery, competence, connectedness, and autonomy. So now what happens if you measure something? When you measure something, what ends up happening is over time in your brain, it becomes a game of can you master it? Why is it that people play video games? Like why? Why do you see people on a train playing Candy Crush? 
Forget video games. Why do you see people playing any games by definition, except for those people that are profiting off it? A game gives people very little tangible results. It's a game. It's made up by somebody. It has no real value in your life. It's an escape. It's a hobby. It's an obsession. And but for the few people that are making a living off it, like what does it give people? And the answer is it gives people a sense of mastery, whether themselves or through other people. So there's a certain feeling you get when you play basketball against your friend and it's a seven gamer and you score and you win. The game doesn't yet matter. It's an amazing thing. I'm, I'm a fairly competitive guy. I hate losing. I'm working on myself throughout my life to be okay with it. And one of the ways that I work on myself is that mid game, I tell myself, who cares? Doesn't work as much, but I tell that to myself, who cares? Why do people play just to play? Because when I have a game, it's clear, it's measurable. I know if I scored, I know how I win. I know what winning and losing is. There's a clarity to the game. And so as soon as there's a clarity to the game, my brain descends into the weeds. And while I'm in it, stops being able to tell whether or not it's important or it's not important. Remember we spoke about this? The person who cries when he watches a movie of somebody dying or reads a book of somebody dying, that person is, is an actor. He cries because the brain can't discern sometimes between what's real and what's synthetic. So when I go outside to the backyard and I play one-on-one -on -one or I play a two-on-two -two with my friends and it's a seven-gamer and it's made up and in 10 minutes from the game, nobody cares. We're playing hard because there's a sense of mastery that you get just because you're in a measurable activity with winners and losers. When a guy goes to a golf course, a woman goes to a golf course and plays against themselves, and it's about how many strokes you take to get in, why are they playing so hard for it? They're just playing against themselves. They can measure it. If you take the same person, put them on a court, and there's no score, and it's whenever, they're not gonna play as hard. And it's, let's play until someone wins. What, what's winning? I don't know. How much is a point? I don't know. You go to a, go to a, a baseball, basketball game, and they're like, what happens if you go behind the line? They're like, whatever. What happens if foul shot? They're like, I don't know. It's two points. It's six points. It's not really any points. It's going to stop in the middle. You're like, what are we doing here? The players are on the court. The ball's in their hands. You're sitting in the seats. You got everything you want. The only difference is that you've just sucked out the measurability of the game. Game's gone. Nobody cares about a ball. They care about what's being measured. Because when you measure something, you could gain a certain level of mastery over it. And it's the mastery that they like. When you sit in front of a candy crush at the end of a long day, why do you play that for? The reason why people play it so much is because they can get something. Every time, I don't remember how the game goes. I think I played on says Every time like you find the pieces and then it gives you like 20 points. That feeling of 20 points is like a hit of dopamine. It doesn't mean anything. In fact, it costs you money half of it gives these games because to unlock boards, you have to spend real money. And people do it anyways because they don't care. They just want to feel that they're achieving a level of mastery. That's why people play video games all the time. That's why everyone's constantly involved in games because in a world that is too general to measure, in a world where I don't know if I'm good or if I'm bad, if I'm winning or if I'm losing, 
in a world that really is deeper than what could be measured. We need the escapism to a place that's measurable. And in that place, I can feel like I achieved a certain level of mastery. Here's the secret. Just apply those principles to our lives. Just play our own game. Why golf when you can create your own rules and create your own measurable statistics? But instead of your the, the, the measurable, instead of what you measure, okay, you want to give everyone a while, chill out, fine. But instead of what you measure is how long does it take to get a white ball into a little hole? Measure how many days a week can you achieve the small little thing you want to achieve to achieve your dreams and your goals? Why escape? When you can just take the same principles and apply it to our lives. If I want to read a book every day, I'm going to read a certain amount of pages every single day. Yeah. I got to figure out how many. If you walked onto a basketball court and someone said, yeah, for every shot, it's 150 points. You're like 150, what are you, crazy? And you got to get 7,000 points to win a game. You're looking you're like, what are you, are you, guys, are you serious? Yeah, whoever's making the rules of the, of the games uses a certain level of smarts to know how much each thing should be worth. Well, so should we. How much should each thing be worth? Make the rules of our own lives. And when you create a ritual that you can measure, what's happening is every day that you get it, there's a hit. 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 Hit it. I did it. Now, especially if you want to be able to talk tomorrow, tomorrow about consequences you want to put on, but forget that. I did it. I did it. I did it. You look back at a week and go, I'm six for six. You start feeling like you're mastering those five minutes of your day. You start feeling like you're mastering something. You don't feel like you're just running around reacting to the world. Now, here's the last piece to this. When you're, when you've linked not only the action thing that's measurable, but when you've linked it to where do you want to go, what happens is, as you get closer, there are moments of emotional excitement. So you want to achieve a greater connection to God. So you tell yourself every day, I'm going to study. I'm going to pray. So you wake up every morning and let's make this even, you wake up every morning and you talk to God. So every day you get up and you talk to him. 15 minutes a day, you and God, one-on-one. All of a sudden, one day, a week or two later, you, you walk down the street or you see something and you feel a connection. And you, and you know it's because you've been, you're a deeper person. You know it's because of the work you put in. Or you want to spend time with that child. And every day, you go home every day and the kid's yelling at you. And every day, you do it. And you check, I did it, I did it. And you feel good, you're mastering. You hit your, hit your five minutes, hit your 10 minutes, hit your 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, you know, three weeks later, like your kid says something and you say something, there's like a moment of connection. What you feel at that moment is this emotional, I'm getting closer. So what you're getting now is not some outside inspiration that's coming at you, you should be better. You have an internal inspiration of, I'm getting better. We'll talk about this tomorrow called mo- momentum. Very connected to what we're doing here. 
And that momentum is what propels you. It like solidifies those rituals. Now you never turn it back. Now the brain's got these tight. You're just like cementing those rituals. And off you go. Willpower, mastery, emotions. And they keep on turning. And as the willpower goes down, the mastery goes up and emotions solidify it. Before you know it, it's who you are. All right, we'll continue this. Tomorrow, we're just going to, we got to figure this, hopefully we'll finish this up tomorrow, it's Friday. Um, and uh, we'll finish this up hopefully and we'll, we'll keep on rolling. Until then, thanks so much for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the kind wishes. And uh, I look forward with God's help to seeing you again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.